You are listening to Afraid Not Podcast with Jill McCormick and Robin Wall. We believe that our stories matter and make us who we are. Every other week, we invite guests to join us and share their stories. Even though our stories have nots, we are not afraid. Our stories have phrase, they are not perfect. We believe the truth of our mess makes us stronger. We hope that God uses these stories to encourage and strengthen your faith as you trust in Him. Our theme verse is Colossians 1.17, which says, And He is before all things, and in Him all things hold together, even our frayed knots. Hello, podcast listeners. I'm Jill McCormick. And I'm Robin Wall. And this is Afraid Not Podcast. And you're listening to episode number 128 with April Brown. And you guys, we're so excited to introduce April to you. April is a missionary in Italy. And this past July, I got to meet her. And my husband and I got to hang out with her and her husband at a fantastic conference that happened in Holland. <laughs> For real, I was in Holland. And it was a cluster. <laughs> just a little trip to Holland. Yeah, just a little trip. We had a meeting of, with almost 900 people from all over Europe that are missionaries in various places. They brought their families. The International Mission Board got them together to learn and encourage each other and have times of worship and prayer. It was absolutely phenomenal. And Chris, my husband, was had a seat at the table just because he's a trustee for the International Mission Board. And meeting April was one of those treasures that, that God gave us in that special time. And April's story is also a special thing that we are so excited to share with you today. April's going to tell a pretty scary story of sacrifice that they have to make being missionaries when her daughter had a car accident in California and they were in Italy. And it's how God moved in that to listen in. Hi, April. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, I'm so happy to be here with you both. I'm so thrilled you said yes, and it's just so fun to get to see you through the computer screen today, and I know our listeners are hearing you, and we're not having a video um, aspect, but it's fun to to see your beautiful face and your beautiful smile again. Um, Uh Met you in this past July, but um, we are so thankful you said yes, April, to being on Afraid Not. And we wanted to start today with just asking you, give us a little introduction to you. Okay. Um, So my husband's name is Steve, and we have been married. This coming June will be 25 years. Yay! Yes. We have four wonderful children, three grown that live in California. And then our youngest is with us here in Palermo, Sicily. Um, We work for the International Mission Board. We are so fortunate that we can serve the Lord here in Italy, and we served in the Czech Republic for almost eight years, and we've been in Italy now for almost 12. We lived in Naples for almost 10, and now we've been here for a little over two. We love it. We just have a passion, and we live amongst our people and feel like the best way is to go deep in relationship with them, and that's what we try to do. I love it. 
And mm-hmm. um, we would love to hear the story of how you met your husband too. <laughs> so it's very interesting because God really kept us apart for quite a while. We had the same friendship group circle. Actually, he was really good friends with my younger sister. Um, and he had seen a picture of me and said, I want to meet that girl. Um, but our friends were like, oh, Steve, she'd be good for you, but you would not be good for her. Um, (laughs) because Steve became a Christian later uh, during university. Um, and so, but we met at a mutual friend's wedding. We ended up sitting at the same table and some older people that were at the table said, oh, Steve April, do you know each other? And he just said, Mm-hmm. Hi, nice to meet you. And I thought, who, who is this guy? <laughs> oh, how funny. And so, but then we ended up really just chatting, talking. Um, actually, he needed to go home. He wanted to change out of his suit. We were all going to hang out. And we went to see his grandma at a nursing home. So the first day I meet him, he says, do you mind if we stop and see my grandma? I haven't seen her for a while. And I was like, Oh, no, of course, sure. I love older people. And so we went and saw her, and um, she had some dementia. So she just kept asking, who's this pretty girl? Who's this pretty girl? And when are you guys getting married? (laughs) Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Steve kept saying, oh, this is my friend. This is my friend, April. And after maybe, like, the fifth time, we said, oh, yeah, we're getting married. (laughs) (laughs) so the very first night I meet him um and then we talked hung out had so much fun just laughing together but I really always looked at him as a friend we anytime he would come visit me I lived three hours from him um he would come with my friend and I she would tell me he wanted to date so bad and I would say oh he's just kind of like a brother to me um So, meanwhile, if you back it up to when I was 13 years old, I had started praying for my future spouse and praying that he would be the leader of our family, a spiritual leader, that I would click with his family. I didn't grow up in the best family situation, so that was a huge thing on my heart. And um, and so, as time went on, there was a time he couldn't come visit when he was supposed to because he was going to preach at church. And I remember I was so upset. <laughs> Why am I so upset? And I realized, oh, I have feelings for this guy. Mm. And so... More than just a brother. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, and so then we our very first date because so... I had made a vow to the Lord at this point in my life. I'd been praying, Lord, I'm tired of just dating people. I want the person you have for me. And so when I think back now, I think at our age, six months flies, right? But at that time of your life, six months seems like forever. And I said, I'm not dating anyone for six months. And so he had been praying the same thing. Lord, I really want you to show me who you have for me. Well, he was finishing his undergrad. I was already out of school. I was a dental hygienist. And so we had a serious talk in January around my birthday. And he said, you know, we both expressed how we felt for each other. And I said, well, I can't date anyone until at least February because I made this promise to the Lord. And he said, and whoever I do date is going to have to follow me around for a while. I feel called to ministry. And I feel after I finish my undergrad, I really want to go to seminary. 
And I had always thought missions because I went on mission trips when I was younger, but I never thought of pastor's wife. Um, I just thought I can't be a pastor's wife. I don't know. I had in my head, you know, at that age, what a pastor's wife would be like. Um, And so anyways, we talked our first date, February 6th. He asked me to marry him at Easter. We eloped and got married in June. Nineteenth. Wow. And we're going to be celebrating 25 years later. So that was four months from meeting to wedding? No, to start dating. Yes. So I would say we were, he, I would have considered him one of my best friends for like a year and a half before that. Uh Oh, what a sweet story. Yes. So, and he's still my best friend. Well, you know, Robin, we just have so much fun together and laugh and... Well, where the two of you are, laughter will follow. (laughs) (laughs) Can you tell your story about when you became a Christian? Sure. So um, I mentioned earlier that Mm -hmm. my childhood was not the greatest. And when I think about a three or four-year-old accepting Christ, for me, I think when I thought of our kids at that age, I thought, how is that possible? But I remember where I was at. I remember praying with my mom. And I know because of how I grew up, I needed the Lord. And and I just remember even as a young girl, like loving Jesus and even saying to my friends, you shouldn't talk to your mom that way. That doesn't please Jesus. Like all of those things. And I was baptized when I was 12. And I just always had a heart for the Lord. And which is really, it's His grace. It is His grace. There's no reason I should be following the Lord or having that desire. Um, Mm -hmm. But He put so many godly women in my life. And uh, my mom did send us to a Christian school. So even though my home situation may not have been the greatest, God continued to show me Himself even through whether it be chapel or special teachers, um, just women who really invested and discipled me. Mm-hmm. And um, and so I went on a mission trip. My very first mission trip was in high school. And I had said it was to Haiti with roaches and tarantulas and all. Oh, oh cool. okay. <laughs> <laughs> And I said, Lord, if this is what you want me to do, I will do this. And then went on to dental hygiene, studied dental hygiene, graduated. And I had that. I I was always open to it. And then when I met Steve, and he said he was called to ministry, but never he never thought missions. He always thought planning churches in America. I thought, okay, well, maybe this is what the Lord has for us. Um, and then when I was pregnant with Chloe, our oldest, uh, we went on our first mission trip together. I was six weeks pregnant, and we went to the Czech Republic. Wow. Yeah. Steve didn't even want to come back. He was like, this is where we're supposed to be. And I thought, mm, he's on that mission trip high. Like, we'll get yeah. back to him. It's going to go away. <laughs> and um, it didn't. And we continued praying through it, sought counsel. And we were reading in Judges with King Eglon and Ehud and how he takes the sword and plunges it into him. And Steve was like, that is what I want to do. I want to take the sword of the spirit. And plunge it because we saw how atheistic the country was. Um, I mean, still is, but well, over 20 years ago, 22, 23 years ago, um, just in the little village we were in, 
some of them had never even heard the word Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, God just really confirmed in our hearts that this is what he had for us. And he said, yeah, we went to seminary and three babies later moved to the Czech Republic. <laughs> I love it. Wow. And you were there how long? We were there almost, almost eight years. Wow. Mm-hmm. And That's April, yeah. I think Steve would get a kick out of this. You need to tell Steve later okay. that the, the story of Eglon and Ehud is one of our favorites too. We oh. even have, um, we have a very biblical fish tank. Uh-huh. <laughs> we have a um, fish that are named after obscure Bible characters. Oh, we, we have a fish named Eglon in our fish tank. <laughs> that is too funny. <laughs> So you can share with Chris that um, I mean, share with Steve that Chris and I are also um, touched by the Bible story of Eglon and Ehud in our life. <laughs> and is it a chubby fish? It, it, it actually is. It's growing rapidly. <laughs> I have never heard people reference like that's my favorite Bible story before. That's so Eglon and Ehud. It's the little yep. known truth. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) Listeners, if you haven't heard, looked at that story, you probably should. We will tell you, when you're reading Judges, just know ahead of time that you're not reading a G-rated book of the Bible. There are many things in Judges that are going to raise your eyebrows. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. And speaking about your kids, I wanted to um, please share with our listeners about the upcoming fun event coming for your family. In just a couple of, uh, I don't know how many weeks from now, but share with us about Chloe. Okay, yes. So I'm so excited. In less than two months, we will be celebrating. Our oldest daughter will be getting married in California. And such, I mean, it's an answer to prayer. Something I've prayed for for almost 23 years um, because he is an amazing guy, so godly. And that's the biggest prayer that we pray for our kids besides salvation is that they find a godly spouse. Yeah. Yeah. So So we're so excited. And I got to go in August. It was a huge surprise that I was gifted a ticket to go in August and help her pick out her dress and even get to go to a bridal shower. And so that was such a special, I love it when the Lord does things like that. Something you would think you wouldn't even think to even think to ask for because you know, it's impossible. And yet, he does little sweet things like that for us so often. He gives good, good gifts to his children. Yes, yes he does. So three of your children are in California? Yes. So is that where you all are from? No, we're, we're from Ohio. Oh. But <laughs> California Baptist University is a really great school. And because of our kids growing up in Europe, um, there are multiple schools that offer wonderful scholarships to TCKs. But because of them growing up, yeah. Well, I want to tell our listeners in case they don't know, TCK means third culture kid, which is a student or, or, you know, child of missionaries growing up in another culture. So third culture kids, they're, they're really from their own unique blend of not the culture their parents grew up in and not the culture they're actually growing up in. They're actually kind of a new, unique blend of their own culture. Exactly. Yes. That's a perfect way to explain it. Um, so we felt like, well, they even felt like that might be the best fit for them 
with a European but big city feel because our kids have always grown up in a big city. So the oldest graduated already and she has a job, praise the Lord. And then our son Vance uh, will graduate next December. And then Sophie, uh, the summer of 2026, I believe. So awesome. Awesome. Yes. And then Sebastian is here with us. Yes, I got to meet Sebastian this past yeah. summer at the Euro Cluster meeting, and that was absolutely so fun. It was such a special thing. Um, so listeners, my husband, Chris, has been serving as a trustee for the International Mission Board, and it is such a, an honor and a privilege for him to get to do that. And it's an eight-year uh, time commitment, and we are, I think, in the fifth year of it. So through the, this experience, we have gotten to meet amazing, wonderful missionaries who inspire us. And really, um, April and her husband, Steve, are two examples just like this that have encouraged us in our own faith and help us as we want to serve the Lord. And we just kind of have just rubbed shoulders with people that are serving God in such wonderful places all over the world mm-hmm. and laying down their lives and um, really just giving their all for him. So um, having April on the show today is really a huge blessing. And mm-hmm. I thank technology because she is actually, it's almost 10 o'clock at night where she is. <laughs> <laughs> and she is staying up late for us. Yay. Thank you. It's okay. We're, we're a late culture. What took you to Italy? Um, so we do multiple things, but right now, so we have an area called Borgo Nuovo, which is one of our main ministry focuses. And we started off about a year and a half ago, starting doing food distribution to different families in need as kind of like an opening door. And then this past summer, we had, um, a church from the States send a team and we did a camp there, which was incredible. So during the morning, I was working with the ladies and doing activities with the ladies while they dropped their kids off. And the kids did like almost like uh, a VBS, but without the Bible part, um, because we wanted to share that in the evening with the family times. And also because you kind of have to be careful with minors and, you know, kids and, and sharing and things. So, but so from that, It has been incredible, the contacts, and we have been praying that the Lord would provide a place where we could meet and do activities for this community. This community is considered one of the most dangerous areas um, because of crime. Cars are now being stolen even during the day um, and just the poverty, so they don't have anything to do because there aren't jobs, so they get into trouble. And a lot of the parents we've been talking to are just so concerned that there's not a future for their children. And so we thought, how can we impact this community and love on them and show Christ to them? So um, we were given Steve and our partner, Stefano, uh, our national partner, went to the president of this area and he gave us permission to use um, I'm trying to think what we would say in English, like um, a center where older people would play cards or do dance lessons. So we are allowed to use this community center 
uh, one time a week, so Wednesdays. So tomorrow morning, I will be meeting women there in the mornings, and I do an activity with them, uh, whether it be um, teaching an American recipe. Tomorrow, we are going to be making necklaces out of old T-shirts. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and so it's just a time to go deeper with these ladies in friendship and then in hopes to share the gospel, which they already say, why, why would you do this? So right there, we can already talk about um, what Jesus has done for us. And so, um, and then in the afternoons, we offer English for children, English for adults basketball lessons, and then Doposcuola, which is like um, helping elementary children with their homework. Oh, and so it's, it's been incredible. So we have done still some of the food distributions, but we're going deeper because these families that came uh, want, they, they just want to, you know, they just want friendship. They just mm-hmm. want someone to talk with, sit and listen. And so tonight, actually, I just got home a couple hours ago we started a Bible study in our national partner, Nicolette and Stefano's home, because a lot of these people, they don't understand what evangelical is. So the, are you a cult or what are you? So uh, we thought they don't necessarily want to come to church right away. So we thought, okay, what if we do a Bible study in the home and we start from ground zero because they really, even if they may go to the Catholic church, they don't necessarily understand sometimes even just the basics. So um, it was really good tonight. We talked about communication and then even how God communicates with us through his word and then communication between each other. Um, And it was really, really good. And it's super exciting because three families from the camp are coming. So three unbelieving families. And they, the one I told Steve after, I was like, did you see, um, I I guess I could say her name. It's okay. Alessandra. I said, Steve, did you see her and her mom? Like they were hanging on every word. And it's wow. just so encouraging, really, um, to see God's faithfulness and to see how sometimes when you get discouraged or you think, okay, we're doing all this and nothing's happening, mm-hmm. God is faithful and it's not our timing. It's, I mean, it's not, yeah, it's not our timing, it's His timing. Yeah. Um, and we have to trust in that and we just have to be obedient. Um, and then um, also, I because we live a little bit in a different part, also, I want to cultivate and develop the relationships with the moms in Sebastian's class. So mm-hmm. I, it's an international school. So there's a lot of women who might not speak Italian very well. So I've started um, an, um, an international Bible study, so in English. And we meet, um, actually we met this morning, so on Tuesday mornings, um, we meet and we're going through the Bible chronologically. And oh. it's so good because there's at least three ladies coming that are not believers but they're so interested. And so that's super exciting as well. Oh, I just love hearing what God is doing with uh, you and Steve and the, your connections with your national partners and, and all these families that they need Jesus and you're there to, to <laughs> tell them. Yes. Do you speak Italian? Do you speak fluent yes. Italian? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
of course, probably grammar mistakes because the grammar is so difficult here. Mm -hmm. But yes, that's one thing actually the International Mission Board requires our first year on the field. Um, actually, until you can pass the B2 level, um, it's required for you to go to language school. And that is your job. Your full-time job is language school when you first get on the field. But it's so important because mm -hmm. you need to be able to speak in their heart language to really minister to them, especially, um, I've noticed more people speak English here, like, than in Napoli, but in Napoli, hardly anyone spoke English, so Naples, I guess we would say in English. <laughs> I would love to hear just a little sentence, like, hi, my name is April, and I live in Italy, and it's nice to meet you. Can you tell us how that would sound in Italian? Okay, do you want me to say in a formal or informal? Because that's another thing. You have to learn it formally and informally. Whoa. Let's go informal. We're friends. Okay. Okay, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, ciao, sono April. Eh, or Aprile. Um, wait, what did you say? Sorry. Hi, my name is April. And you can say whatever you want. <laughs> okay. Okay, I'll say this. Ciao, sono April. Uh, sono molto contenta di vedervi stasera. Perché mi porta tanta gioia. So I said, hi, my name's April, and I'm so happy to see you this evening cause, because it brings me so much joy. Oh, I love it. You bring us joy, April. I would love for us to move to the part of our conversation that you would share a story. And I know there's so many to choose from, but just a time that you look back on that you you know that God's faithfulness sustained you mm -hmm. and and share this story in the hopes that our listeners would also learn to trust God's faithfulness in their own lives. Okay. So um, I think anyone that has children understands that we have to trust them in God's hands. And, um, and, and I tell myself constantly, God loves them more than I do. And I have to, and which is really hard for me to imagine or to think sometimes because I love my kids so much. Um, but so uh, this past, not this past summer, so two summers ago, actually on our anniversary, we see a text from our daughter and said, I was in a, a terrible car accident. Um, I'm, don't worry though. I am okay. I'm, a, I'm alive. And Steve and I immediately, Steve wrote and said, okay, we need to talk. We let, let us call you. So <clears throat> we called and I want to give you the details of the story because I'm getting goosebumps saying it and almost teary because it shows you how incredible God is and how faithful he is. So over and over again, as your kids, as our kids would go to school, college, whatever, and we're so far, if they get sick, anything. It's just incredible to see how God has provided someone to take them to the doctor if they didn't have a driver's license or just someone even to love on them if they're down or whatever it might be. So Chloe had a long drive, a seven-hour drive, and uh, she didn't know the street very well, the road. It was the first time she was driving from Riverside to Sacramento. And so, and God had totally just blessed her with this car. She had it less than a month. She only had to pay $1,500 for this car. So wow. that itself was like such a huge blessing, right? We're thinking mm -hmm. the Lord. She had been praying for her car. So she's driving and she looks down at her phone to see the navigation, to see 
where she was supposed to get off. And it was, there was a lot of gravel on the side. So when she looked down, she kind of started to veer. Well, when the tires hit the gravel, it spun a little bit, which kind of scared her. And meanwhile, even though she's 20 at this point, not a super experienced driver because our kids didn't get their driver's license till they were almost like 19, 20 because mm-hmm. they couldn't get them here in Italy. So she jerks the car over, but then another car is there. So she jerks it again. And when she jerked it, it flipped three times. Oh. And she said, mom, all I saw was dust flying around me. And she was holding on so tight to the steering wheel. And she thought, okay, I'm going to see the Lord. And so she is shaking. The car stopped. She's shaking. The airbag didn't go off. Um, and the wheels are totally crushed up underneath the car. And she just is staying there. Well, a car pulled over that was behind her, a big van. So did it and land on its top or on the bottom? On the bottom. On the bottom. Um, and... This, the people come out, they like come to get her and like, okay, we're calling 911. Are you okay? Are you okay? And she said, I think that I am. And she said she, she was in shock too, but she said she didn't feel like any pain or anything at this point. So the couple said, where are you going? And she said, Sacramento. And they said, well, we, we're going that way. We can take you. Oh my goodness. She gets in the van with 12 Boy Scouts. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> that are all staring at her like we were behind you we saw the whole thing happen you know oh my gosh <laughs> okay but listen to how incredible the couple they're believers they're christians their car did not start that morning so they had to leave an hour later if their car had started on time they would not have been behind her no so they took her the whole entire way this family that she was working for um, and staying with during the summer, her best friend's parents, she calls them. They come and meet them like at a specific uh, part of the highway once they get closer to Sacramento. This family, is they covered all her bills oh. that the insurance wouldn't cover. And they're like, we just don't even care like, if the insurance covers or not. Like, you're our Italian daughter. And we're going to take care of you. Your parents aren't here, but we are going to take care of you. And I'm like, God, you are so good. You're so, so faithful to every little detail, to the car being behind them, their car not starting. And they said, we know this is why our car did not start. Mm. And that they were believers. You know, someone that she could trust. You always tell your kids, never go with strangers. I mean, all these things. And so... She did have a concussion, and um, she had to do a lot of physical therapy. But another amazing thing is we were getting ready to go to the States two weeks later. So we were able to be with her. We were able to take her to physical therapy, love on her, and just be so thankful for God's provision and protecting her and just blessing her with another day to live. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I mean, God has been faithful so many times, but I was just like, Lord, thank you because you didn't have to save my child. I know not everyone has that outcome. (laughs) And so I just think, but God is faithful, I have to say, even in the outcomes when they don't end that way. 
he is faithful because he's always faithful. Um, I want to share this verse with you. Can I? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Which I love. Isaiah 64, 4. It says, from ancient times, no one has heard, no one has listened to, no eye has seen any God except you who acts on behalf of the ones who wait for him. And I think we wait constantly, I feel like, with ministry. And whether it be waiting for that car for Chloe or whether it be waiting for someone to come to know the Lord. But I love this verse because we can rest trusting in God and His goodness and His power and His sovereignty and how faithful He is. And um, even with resting in the fact of salvation for our kids Mm -hmm. Um, and just every detail of our life, He is faithful and... um, we see that in that, and we see it so many times even in ministry, like providing that community center. I feel like, I think I told you, like, my life is a rope of frayed knots, <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but it's all together because God is the one that holds it all together. Exactly. In his yeah, he does. And that's our verse for our podcast. Colossians <laughs> one seventeen is oh, our awesome. verse that he is before all things and in him all things hold together he literally has us in his hands exactly he's so faithful Mm. and i want to ask you would you talk with us a little bit about how you and steve have learned to trust the lord and how it must not have been easy when your kids are old enough to leave where you've raised them and they're going an ocean away and you're not a few mm-hmm. drive away to bring them soup if they're sick or to help them if they have car trouble or whatever. Talk a, a little bit about that and, and your what he's what the Lord has taught you in this. Well, a lot of tears <laughs> with goodbyes or even those hard talks on the phone when um, Sophie just had a really hard loss two weeks ago, a really dear friend. Um, was killed in a car accident. And so she said, mom, I want you here. Like, I just want you here. And we can't. Mm -hmm. And so I just was praying, Lord, you be her strength. You be her peace that passes all understanding. And, and so God, again, provided people alongside of her just to really love on her. And then the next day she showed us her quiet time. And she's like, God is so good. And mom, I can actually see how he protects me daily. And so I was like, Lord, thank you for that like sweet nugget that here she's sharing her quiet time with us and showing God's faithfulness to her. And then that shows me God's faithfulness to me even because he's comforting me in those moments when you want to be there for them and you want to love on them when you can't. Mm. He constantly provides someone uh, to, to minister to them mm-hmm. and, or scripture. Um, I'm actually going through, um, a discipleship program. I'm, uh, teach doing two different groups, one in Italian and one in English and just going through the old Testament chronologically and seeing God's faithfulness with Abraham, 
and Sarah, but yet they had to wait so many years for that promised child, but yet God is faithful. And and then even Abraham having to sacrifice Isaac, but God is faithful and provides the ram. And just going through this, it really has things jump out at me that I feel like I've read these stories millions of times, but God's word is active, right? And a lot of it's so it speaks to our heart new every time. And so seeing new things and maybe too, depending on where you're at, at that point of your life, how it jumps out and, and grabs you and speaks to your heart. And so I have just loved doing this study. Um, we're actually at Joshua now because it's so in depth and the questions just make you go into other conversations and just see God's goodness and faithfulness and everything. Um, and can I share with you the title of this? Because I really have loved this study and I would recommend it. Yeah. Um, okay. So it's called W3 Women, Worldview, and the Word. And the author is Iva May. And it's a chronological discipleship Bible study. And it doesn't have to be only for women, obviously. It's so incredible. And so it has, and I love it too, because um, the studies that I do with people, they don't have to do homework. We do it together all at the same time. So we're interacting with the questions and reading the scripture together. And it's really amazing. I love it. So awesome. Do you see yourself in Italy for a long time? Yes. We had said we would retire in Czech Republic. Our prayer in the Czech Republic was always to see nationals reaching nationals. And we started to see that after almost eight years, that these young pastors were wanting to plant churches and just had such a desire to evangelize and to share. And so on our state side, we prayed, Lord, do you want us to go back? We left our apartment as if we were going back. Um, And it was really clearly like, God was like, no. And because nationals are doing it and it's not all about us Americans, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And so... We started praying and different people said, what about this place? What about this place? And then someone brought up Italy and we were like, we've never thought about it before. Um, And so we started praying and God just made it clear that's where he wanted us to go. So we love Italy. And it's interesting because Czech Republic and Italy are night and day. Whether (laughs) even just the um, characteristic of the people, uh, culture, everything is really night and day. But we love the Czech Republic, but yet I feel like Italy is really our personalities. My husband and I are both extroverts. And actually here, since we moved to Sicily, like they only call him a Napoletano, which means like you're from Napoli. And they don't look at him as American. People stop him on the street. They think he is Italian or Neapolitan. And um, I love it. <laughs> they call out to him someone else's name. And he's like, that's not me, but hi. <laughs> <laughs> you shared with us um, one of the times we were talking about your ministry this past July, that it's you and Steve love having people in your home. And that mm-hmm. culturally in Italy, when you co- go to have an evening together with another family, you do not just walk in and eat and leave. That right. it is culturally a sit and stay Kind yes. of, to talk a little bit about that and how okay. I mean, the Lord just blessed your um, your passion for people in this too. 
Right. Um, so usually dinner is, people may come over around eight, but you don't eat until like nine. If it's the summer, not even until about 10 o'clock because it's just too hot to eat. Um, and then they leave maybe like one, sometimes <laughs> two. And the last thing you do right before you leave, guess what? Is have an espresso shot. <laughs> oh, wow. So that's <laughs> um, but uh, it's very, you just eat, sit, talk, and enjoy each other's company. It's so, it's so wonderful. And when we went back to the States one year for Christmas, we're like, wait, two, three hours? Wait, why is every, why are everyone leaving? Like, and, and oh, we, well, we already did the gifts and ate. And we're like, wait, aren't we going to stay and like talk longer? <laughs> Are we going to stick to 1 a.m.? Exactly, exactly. And we forget that not all cultures are like that. So because we're never in bed before midnight, ever. Um, Like my goal is sometimes to be in bed by midnight, but it's usually a little after at least, um, just because everything is such a late culture. Mm Wow. Yeah. (laughs) I know. Hey, Jill and I should come to visit you. I know. I know. Go now. We would love that. (laughs) We would love that. And you would have some of the best food ever. Oh, yeah. Oh, no doubt. Yum. Oh, the gelato and oh, the granita and the, you you know what a canolo. Well, we say cannoli in English, but cannoli is actual plural. Canolo is one. Canoli is more than one. Um, they're from here, Palermo. Like the ricotta, the ricotta um, uh-huh. is actually from Sicily. And um, it's made from sheep instead of cow. And it's, they're so good. Oh, yum. <laughs> Pasta every day for lunch. <laughs> wow. So are any of your kids thinking of going into missions? Um. Chloe is definitely open to it, and it did, right now her husband to be. Um, he was really sweet. He said, "As a teacher, right now, um, I feel like my students are my mission field." Mm-hmm. And I said, "I think that is amazing because really we're missionaries no matter where we're at." Right. Um, and so. <laughs> Um, but overseas, Vance, uh, his one of his majors, he did a double major, is international affairs. And then his second major is Christian studies. So he's definitely um, open to it. And Sophie, she would just love to move back to Naples, not believe where we lived, because she is like a little Neapolitan girl. <laughs> she... <laughs> She um, she speaks without an accent. She speaks with a Neapolitan accent, not even Italian Neapolitan. Um, and that is home for her, really. Mm-hmm. And Sebastian tells us he doesn't want to go to the States for university. He would like to stay and study here. So he yeah. sees himself always here. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. So. Well, to wrap up today, yes. before, we, before we go, I was wondering what would you like to tell our listeners? The people that are listening, they're, they're in their, the middle of their day or their evening and their earbuds have our voices in them right now. What would you like to say, an encouraging word to end with today that you want them to know? Okay. Um, I would say whether you're in a valley or mountaintop 
that God is with you and He is faithful. And even if that valley seems to be so many kilometers long, He is there and He will get you through it. And I'm going to close with a verse, if that's okay. Yes, please. Okay. Isaiah 41, verse 10 and 13. Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be afraid, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will hold on to you with my righteous right hand. For I am the Lord your God, who holds your right hand, who says to you, do not fear. I will help you. And I would close with that because his key is so faithful and we don't have to be afraid. That's so awesome. Thank you so much again for taking time out of your evening, which I mean, it's only what, 10, 20 there. So yeah, yeah exactly. Long evening the night is young. I probably you still do a little laundry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, April, it's just such a treat to talk with you and uh, my sister in Christ, I love you dearly. Uh-huh. And no matter what our paths may look like in this world, I look forward to having a mansion next to you in heaven someday. Okay? Okay, yes. Yeah, lots of fun. <laughs> <laughs> lots of laughs. We love you and have a wonderful day. Thank you. I love you. And thank you for having me. I'm honored. Our pleasure. Thanks for listening, everyone. We really appreciate April Brown being willing to share her story with us and inspire us with her faithful service, just walking with God and following Him and obeying Him, whatever ways He leads her to obey Him. And I really appreciated her talking about that we are missionaries wherever we are. We may not be on a foreign mission field, but wherever you work, whatever you're doing, if you're home with children, whatever it is, you are a missionary in that place. And also, April reminded us, whether you are in a valley or whether you're on the mountaintop, God is with you. So listener, just know that today, wherever you are, you are not alone and God is with you. He sees you. And just like April reminded us in Isaiah 64, 4, he acts on behalf of the one who waits for him. Just be encouraged and take heart today. Thanks again for listening. And we'll be back again in a couple of weeks. Bye.